Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So I was anxious yesterday afternoon watching all the last-minute trades happen. I figured the Chiefs were probably going to make a try at someone, but the opposite happened. We let go of someone, but we got some cap space, and it also means McDuffie's coming back. And there is the real reason right there, the cap space. This is Rashad Fenton, who the Chiefs traded for a seventh round. It's a conditional seventh round draft choice. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but regardless of that, Rashad Fenton's contract and person has gone to the Atlanta Falcons to play, and that's okay. That's fine. Fenton was a good player while he was there, South Carolina kid, and had had some hamstring problems, but with McDuffie coming back, Fenton is made expendable. So the Chiefs traded him to Atlanta, but over and above all of that, it does create cap space. Right. Why would the Chiefs need cap space now? The trading deadline has happened. <laughs> trading deadline has, but free agency has not. You can pick up those free agents. And I'm, uh, I don't like this personally, but it still could be that they're looking at Odell Beckham Jr. I hope not, but it could be. Guy's got talent, and if that does turn out to be the case, then I think the Chiefs have the money for him. I don't know why in the hell they would go after him now after going after uh, Tony. That doesn't make any sense at all to go pick him up to if you're making all these changes. Hopefully it's just Veach moving some money for the future or because we've got, we've got a lot of contracts coming up uh, here in the next year or two that, that we're going to have to no figure out. No question about that. You're going yeah. to be able to ha- have to be able to afford some of these guys who are coming back. But I, w- I wonder, and I hope that's not the case, as you just pointed out, but we'll find out. We will find out. All right. Uh, there is basketball in Springfield tonight. Are you going to go watch some basketball, or are you going to be at home watching the series? Oh, no. Now you got me torn a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about my opinion on what you should do, but we'll see what happens. But regardless, there is basketball tonight in Springfield, and it's back, baby. Yeah, Lady Bears play an exhibition game tonight. They're playing Missouri S&T. That's the ball club from Rolla. And, folks, they are pretty good. That's a very good Division II team from up in Rolla that's coming down here. But the key is they are D2. And it is an exhibition game. Now, the game tonight for the Lady Bears starts at 6 o'clock. And, folks, that will be the case for all the Lady Bears games during the week here in town. They are, they're all starting at 6. And I think maybe that may be the case in the Valley, too. I haven't gone that far into the uh, exploration of what the Valley schedule is, but the Lady Bears are starting their weekday home games at 6 o'clock. It'll be 6 o'clock tonight, then the Bears play at home an exhibition game on Saturday night against Kansas Newman, and that Kansas Newman team is playing Wichita State tonight, so we'll get a, a, a look anyway at what they have to offer. Um, it's exciting, though, and I know you're happy it's back. Missouri State, though, on the road this weekend. Where are they going? They're going to Vermilion, South Dakota, to play the Coyotes of the University of South Dakota. This is a game the Bears can win. South Dakota has, well, they're, they're a team that has really lost to all their Valley opponents except one, and they beat Southern Illinois. Now, how in the world did that happen? The Bears got walloped by Southern Illinois. Well, anyway, this team, this South Dakota team, played Western Illinois, and they played Youngstown State. And Youngstown State last week beat them 45-24. to Well, that's a Youngstown State team that beat Western Illinois by one. However, the key here is that Western Illinois had many of their players. They didn't have them when they came down here to Springfield because of injuries. 52 
of their 100 players were injured. That's what kind of a decimated squad that was. Not making any excuses. But what that does is set the scene for this Saturday's game. It's a game the Bears can win if they play well, and we're hoping that they certainly do. I do too. Um, but yeah, that to have half your team down, might want to check and uh, see what's going on with that conditioning coach uh, because that's not good. It's like you have your team riding in a bus that got in a car crash. I can tell the old man was in a good mood when he came in today. Uh, we were in a text chat thing last night and uh, as soon as uh, Bryce came up hit that first pitch out I was like oh Ned is losing his mind right now now I will say he never texted us back because he probably had his phone off and was just completely focused in on the TV but uh, I mean I gotta tell you Philly looked like they really wanted to win this thing last night the crowd was awesome and it was just fun baseball to watch it really was watching the crowd and being from that community I can tell you That's an exciting place to play. Now, Philadelphia fans get a bad rap, but it's only because they have not, the teams haven't won consistently. Well, they booed Santa Claus, too. The team wasn't winning consistently. Well, hey, man, Santa has nothing to do with that. (laughs) Oh, yes, he does, too. He was there. (laughs) Santa Claus You try to justify booing Santa Claus, man. Philadelphia Eagles fans, hey, they, and then here's an interesting factor because when the game is played on Thursday night, both Philadelphia teams are playing both Houston teams. Eagles are playing the yeah, Houston Texans Houston, on a uh, Thursday Texans, night game. Yeah. But last night, this is really interesting to me because what we are seeing, in my opinion, is one of the unpublicized subtleties of baseball that goes on. Harper comes up in that first inning. First of all, folks, Harper is on a tear. That's true. And he's, a, he's hitting all these home runs. He's a big-time player. This guy's one of the best around and one of the best in many, many years. He's flown under the radar because he's been with Washington and Philadelphia. He's making a $130 million oh, contract. So, it's a huge. And so there's a reason why. The guy's a terrific player. He was at Southern Nevada University. It's a junior college where he went. He's from Las Vegas. But he was a, a coverage, Sports Illustrated cover as a baseball prodigy, and the guy is. He's a student of the game. Comes up there, hits that first pitch out, and you saw McCullers on the mound. He's so mad at himself. He's dancing around. He knew he made a bad pitch. All right. Uh, Harper puts that one in orbit into the seats in right center field. Comes around, and here's the key. You know, they have that elbow bump and all that sort of thing. The next batter up is Castellanos. He stops and talks with him for about two or three seconds, saying, watch, I'm going to visit with you later on. Goes in the dugout, visits with some of the others. Next inning, he calls Alec Bohm, the third baseman, over his career. And uh, McCullers denies this was happening, that he's tipping his pitches. Been around baseball long oh, enough yeah. to know. Big time. Now, what he was doing, nobody knows. And the Phillies won't tell him that the, uh, what's the little guy? He was in the dugout in trying the dugout to ask him. They weren't going to give that up. They had this little announcer down yeah. there, Rosenthal, I think. How the hell did he get in there? I don't know. <laughs> he gets to Bowman and he says, uh, hey, what did, what did Bryce tell you? Well, you don't think he's going to tell, tell you anything. tell you anything. He told me to relax. So they can steal it from us? <laughs> anyway, what he is doing, what McCullers was doing, out there was very he doesn't even know he was doing it but he was he was moving his feet the wrong way or a different way or tilting his glove a different way it was a subtlety and harper picked up on it and said watch him watch him when he's out there if he's doing that he's going to throw this boom 
hey, look, you don't have three home runs in two innings, a World Series record, or five home runs in a game, which ties the record, five and five innings, which breaks. You don't have that unless that pitcher is making a mistake out there, and he was. Well, and the funny thing about this is, is karma is a wheel, my friend, and it's interesting (laughs) to me that that Bryce Harper, Harper, and we talked about this before we got into it, I I just love the fact that that guy, he just is so hyper-focused in on this game. And they, he catches that and tells everyone, and it pays off, but you're, they're facing a team who had been uh, accused of uh, sign-stealing years before. And it's just, it's just funny to me that they do it the right way, right? And it didn't cost this the ass of the game. This isn't sign-stealing. No, this but, is but, taking but just, what a pitcher yeah. is making. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, mistake yeah, yeah. out there on the mound. And he didn't even know he's doing it. Yeah, it's, a te- it's like a poker game. It's like a tell all day, which I love. It's just, like I said, it's karma. It's so good. Not to say that I'm a big Phillies fan, but at the same time, it was exciting. Yes, you are. Hey, <laughs> I am for the next week, okay, uh, for your benefit. All right. You know, when they talk about college football rankings up until this point, they don't mean nothing. Now they do because the first official ball rankings are out, and now we have something to go by. Do indeed. And the number one team in the country is Tennessee, and that does surprise me. Uh, it, this is all going to change. This will go on for the next month, every Tuesday uh, for the next month, this is going to be the case. The bowl committee will come out with their new rankings, and they will change. They have to change. Tennessee's one. Ohio State is two. Georgia is three. Tennessee and Georgia play each other this weekend in Athens, Georgia. Tennessee and Georgia will be a great game. Clemson is number four. Uh, you know, I just I can't buy Clemson. I can't buy them. I saw them play Syracuse a couple weeks ago, and they were taken right to the wire by a good Syracuse team. Where does Clemson play on Saturday night? (laughs) How about Notre Dame? Notre Dame is not ranked. They're not in the top 25. But the Irish at home on national television on a Saturday night, watch out Clemson. Michigan is five. Alabama is six, followed by TCU, Oregon, Southern Cal, and LSU. And does LSU play on Saturday night? How about the Crimson Tide in Baton Rouge? We're seeing some very interesting games. This whole thing will change as the month goes on. You're absolutely right. And uh, I, I, they just couldn't have said it better and uh, in, in written it any better than having Tennessee and Georgia face each other off right after the bowl <laughs> rankings come out. Georgia's going to be pissed. Tennessee's looking good. And I am doing nothing but watch that game Saturday afternoon. All right. So now, <clears throat> even though two teams remain in the World Series, other teams in Major League Baseball, while they can't go for players, are making moves at management. And the White Sox have gone to KC for their new manager. They have. They got the Kansas City Royals bench coach, a guy named Pedro Grafal, and he goes to Chicago to take over for Tony LaRusa Grafal. He's a very 52-year-old guy who's been around baseball all his life and is a very astute uh, teacher of the game. He's known as a player's coach. He was bench coach with the Royals for Mike Matheny. So he is now the boss of the Chicago White Sox. He'll do a very good job if anybody can motivate the White Sox who have a load of talent but underachieve every year. All right, so what's going to be tonight? Same deal. you got to do exactly the same thing you did yesterday, Ned. Can't Go guarantee home. I'm going to do that. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, you heard it here first. If the Phillies falter tonight, Ned didn't do what he did yesterday. Have a great day, sir.